So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. And, you know, um, I'm just realizing as we, we, I just hit record here, and this is coming out September 23rd. And I can pretty confidently say that we have uh, officially crossed the 100,000 download mark because at the time that I'm recording this, which is uh, several weeks prior, we are at, I think we're at 96,000 downloads today. And so, um, man, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you. Thank you so much for your listenership, your support. We regularly get comments about how this podcast is changing people's lives and you know some people who have literally like their marriages have turned around some people who have gone completely free of pornography just from listening and applying some of our content and so from the bottom of my heart thank you for listening i'm so glad this is making a difference and if you haven't taken time to either do one of two things uh which would be share this with a friend who you know could benefit or leave a rating and review um then i would it would just mean the world to me if you do that you know we've reached 100,000 people or however you want to slice that that's probably not quite right we've had 100,000 downloads let's say that more accurately and uh we want to hit a million we want to hit 10 million. Uh, we really do want to scale this thing. And there's just no way I'm going to be able to do that on my own. And uh, the easiest way this happens is if you start to spread the word to people like yourself that you know could benefit from it. So either you can share this with some people uh, in your circle, some leaders or some friends or whoever it might be, or people that you're leading yourself. Or if you want to leave a rating or review, that would mean the world to me. Uh, we don't monetize this podcast. We don't make a dime. We don't have um, affiliates or advertisers. We've had people approach us, and we have just chosen to keep this pure. Uh, but one of the ways that you can, um, I guess, pay us back, so to speak, would be by sharing this and spreading the word about it. Now, today we're jumping into a really important subject, and that is talking about, uh, I guess I would say self-care. That's probably the broader subject. When I was building uh, Deep Clean, you know, the program that we use to help guys get free of porn in 120 days or less, uh, one of the things that, that God really spoke clearly to me about was including a section on self-care. And I thought it was so peculiar because, you know, granted, self-care is extremely important, but it's not necessarily the top of the list of subjects that you'd expect to see in a recovery program. And I wasn't, I'm not one to like fight God or, or question but I, I was caught by surprise when he said that. And it didn't take too long for me to realize the wisdom of, of the, you know, including that subject because self-care is really uh, one of the most important things for you know, managing stress, keeping us in a good state, um, ensuring that our relationships are healthy, and really just allowing us to regularly signal to ourselves, not just in our words or our thoughts, but our actions, that we are valuable. And you can start to see how, okay, if somebody has better relationships, if they have lower stress levels, or they're responding healthy, uh, in a healthy way rather, when they're experiencing stress, and if they're ultimately reinforcing this idea that they're valuable enough to set a boundary 
or to set some time for them to relax and look after themselves, you can kind of start to see how self-care could really help somebody in the recovery journey. And the the term we've always used has been self-care. The term that I see flying around a lot lately is self-love. And um, we actually do have a section about that as well. Um, I don't think we call it self-love. I think we just call it loving yourself. And you know, it, it, it all kind of falls into the same concept. Um, and I, I wanted to add a, another dimension to this conversation called self-like. But before I go too far into it, I want to talk a little bit about self-love. The, the concepts that are underpinning self-love are that, number one, you're valuable and that you have to be able to really see your own value. You can't live just, you know, waiting for other people to affirm you, validate you, that kind of thing. There's a secondary component, which is that as you value yourself, people will value you more as well. And I've certainly experienced that in my life. Um, I had, I would say for the most part, I've been very confident. I've known my value to some extent and I've been able to stand up for myself. And people have treated me very well as a result. Interestingly enough, I've also had, you know, I, I can remember probably about four or five years ago having a season where I really felt like I had kind of lost myself and didn't have that same value and appreciation. And people treated me differently as a result. It was really interesting. And they weren't doing anything wrong, but they, people just, we perceive how somebody values themselves. And it often imprints the way we treat them as well. Not always, but, you know, there's kind of a, a concept there. Um, the, the other element of self-love, I suppose, would be learning to prioritize your own well-being, knowing that if you can do that, you will be able to take care of other people more effectively as well. And there's a biblical concept for this. It's called Matthew 22, uh, 22 verse 37. It is known as the second greatest commandment, which is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. The whole idea there is that you can only serve others to the degree that you are served. And it's interesting, this has, gosh, a very broad level application. I think of some of the things I do in my own self-care regiments, like, um, you know, like I schedule time on the weekends to go for walks. I uh, will schedule a massage, usually maybe once every month or every two months. Um, you know, there's certain things I do that are just little signals to me that I'm valuable, that I matter, uh, and that I'm worth taking care of. And it's interesting because when I do these things, my wife is so much happier because she can see the difference in me. Like when I come home from a massage, she sees how relaxed I am. She sees how you know smiley and happy I am. And it starts to impact her. And because I feel like I've been taken care of, it's much easier for me to reach out and to be there for her. And it's not, you don't have to be a, a perfectionist about it. It's not like if somebody's in need around you that's loved, you can't be like, oh, well, I'd love to help you, but you know, I haven't had my 25 minute walk today or, you know, a massage this month or whatever. Um, but what we want to try to do is set ourselves up so that we're regularly in a place where we're full because we've been looking after ourselves. And I, I just love this, this third dimension here, this new concept that I, I hadn't really thought tons about until recently. And that is the whole concept of self-like. It's interesting where we often see the love-like conversation come up, come up is regarding the love of God or, or the relationship with God. Because I think we probably got just a little bit tired of hearing that God loves us. 
because I think it was often presented in a way that made you wonder if he actually loved us or if it was kind of this obligatory thing like, yeah, you know, I guess, you know, I sent my son to die for all you guys. So, you know, what choice do I have but to love you now? And, you know, not that anybody's ever presented God's love that way, but I think sometimes people perceived it that way. Because it, it's sort of like when you say that God loves you the way your parents love you, it's like, man, my parents love me, but like my mom thinks I can do no wrong. You know, like she like she probably is like responsible for like twenty thousand of those hundred thousand downloads on the podcast. You know what I mean? Like it, it like your parents love you because they love you. Like it's just there by default. And so it's not to say that it's not valuable. It is valuable. But it's different than somebody liking you, right? Because love has a, a, an element of obligation or, you, you know, it's probably not the right word, but commitment maybe. Whereas liking somebody is very different. That's very, um, like, you, you don't have to like somebody in an obligatory way. It's just not a thing. So when I found out that God liked me, that was really life-changing because it was like, oh, he doesn't just love me in this sort of uh, obligatory gospel-centered principle kind of manner. He likes me. He just, he appreciates my, you know, kind of bulbous nose and my skinny body and, you know, my hairy body and my quirks, my goofiness. Uh, he appreciates my intellect. He likes the the little things and the big things that make Sathya Sathya. He likes them. And the exact same thing is true for you. It's not just that God loves us, it's that he likes us. And it starts here. This is where the conversation starts, is you you have to accept and appreciate God's like for you. And in understanding that God likes you, we then are able to better like ourselves. See, self-love could become this thing of um, like rhetoric where we're saying all the right things and it's like, yes, I love myself. And yeah, you know, I'm going to go get a massage because I love myself. But liking yourself is when you really get to a much deeper layer of authenticity and vulnerability with who you are and gaining an appreciation of it. So um, one of the things that we teach our clients is mirror therapy. It's probably one of the best things I could teach you on this podcast as well. We've talked about it several times, but the element of, or the essence of mirror therapy is that you are standing in front of a mirror, looking yourself square in the eyes and speaking truth over yourself. Now, even that could border a little bit on self-love because you're speaking, you're speaking truths, right? You're speaking principles. Now, you should still do it. But what really takes things to the next level in this kind of self-like conversation is standing in front of the mirror, looking at yourself square in the eyes and being able to just study your face and appreciating it. So, you know, I have a bulbous nose. I love my nose. I, I didn't always feel that way about it. I felt pretty self-conscious about it at certain stages. Like, whoa, like that's a real honker, you know? Like some, I didn't even realize how big my nose was until I was like 20 years old and then I got super self-conscious about it. But just learning to like look at it in the mirror and like it, you know, just liking that God made me that way. Uh, you know, I mentioned I have a hairy body. So sometimes it means just looking at myself in the mirror, hair and everything and just saying, man, my body is is beautiful. God made it exactly the way he wanted to. And I like it. It's not just that I've learned to accept it. That's kind of like the self-love vein. It's that I've, I've learned to like it. You know, it keeps me warm. <laughs> it means when I take the ice baths, I got a little bit more resistance than the average guy. You know, like it's just, it's learning to just like these things about yourself. And man, is it ever awkward and uncomfortable and challenging. It, it does not just happen in a flash. 
but it is incredibly rewarding. And, um, you know, we all have areas that we're growing in. Uh, for me, it's interesting. I was just talking about my body, and I think it was uh, yesterday's episode or maybe a couple of days ago, I was talking about my journey to put on some weight. And I really had resented my body for a while because it was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so skinny, I can't put on weight. And I know there's probably a bunch of you who are like, oh, wow, I wish I had your problem, which I find very invalidating for me because actually it is frustrating to not be able to put on weight. And, um, and it, it's interesting because I, I kind of resented my body for just being so, so high in its metabolism and so lean, um, not even lean, it's just so thin you know, and slender. And learning to just um, appreciate that and also realizing that you know I could influence the way my body was behaving all of it really, really helpful and really has helped me just or taught me, I guess, to like myself, to like my body, not to love it. I think I already have loved my body for a long time, but to like it, to, to like the way it is and to, to value the way it is. And also, you know, in this case, to realize that there are things I can do to influence it or change it um, to help achieve certain goals. And so I want to encourage you guys in your pursuit of recovery, our third pillar is identity. Uh, this is the third and final pillar that your recovery journey should entail. And a huge part of this is not just self-love of saying, I love myself and I appreciate the greatness of, of who I am and who God's made me to be, but learning to like yourself, just the little things, appreciating the little things about you. I've talked a lot about body today because body image really plays into porn addiction recovery. But you know, even um, like I... I love going for like two, three hour walks on Saturday. That's my wife and I, um, we celebrate Sabbath. Celebrate, we honor Sabbath, we have a Sabbath, uh, whatever the, the verb is there. And, you know, a lot of people couldn't be alone with themselves for that long because they, they don't, maybe they love themselves, but they don't like themselves enough. And I, I love that time so much. And I really do like myself enough that, you know, when I kind of get confronted with some of my more real thoughts in those gaps, right, in those spaces, um, I'm not scared. You know, I'm not running away. It's, it's, it's okay. And I'm learning to, to like those things and appreciate those, those deeper parts of myself, even though some of them, some parts of it are a little bit broken and a little bit dark and um, a little bit confusing and perplexing. Um, I'm learning to like myself and like those things about me. And I'm choosing to like the journey as well. And so um, all of this today, guys, is just an invitation. Don't just love yourself, like yourself as well. Uh, pay attention to the, the quirks and the unique elements and learn to not just love them where you have to kind of unconditionally accept them in principle, but where you like them, where you actually see the value of them and you can, you can appreciate them for what they are in a way that actually makes you more um, appreciative of yourself, that makes you enjoy yourself more and want to be around yourself more or makes you want to understand why others would want to be around you. You know, I'm pretty convinced that if somebody spends enough time with me, their life will get better. And, and I think that that's kind of one of the powerful byproducts of just learning to like myself is I, I'm like, yeah, you should spend time with me. You should listen to my podcast because I think you will find great value here and I think your life will improve. And so um, I leave you with that. I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, once again, we've, we've crossed 100,000 downloads. I don't even know how many it's going to be when this episode comes out. But thank you for your support. And if you found value in this episode today, share it with a friend maybe who needs a little pick-me-up. Uh, you can leave a rating or review and signal to other people in the podcast world that this episode or this, this content could help them as well. Uh, thank you in advance for doing that. And in the meantime, I wish you an incredible day. We'll talk soon, guys. Bye-bye. 
Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.